lot more than I can. I think. Uh, thank you. Yeah, it's fine. All right. Okay, so um, so as usual on the night we try to do a mitzvah. Now uh, there's no particular mitzvah in Parshas Vera. <laughs> so so instead, what we'll do is sort of talk about a topic that we find in uh, in halacha. Um, which is related to a particular mitzvah, as we'll see. It's also related to uh, these parshas that we're in. The kits are just like this. You know, the last week's parsha, this week's parsha, and really going forward really to the end of Chumash, we're introduced to uh, to uh, Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu. So Moshe is called Moshe Rabbeinu. He's the teacher. He teaches us Torah. So I figured it might be appropriate to talk about the Indian, the relationship between Rebbe Talmud. That dynamic, Rebbe Talmud, and uh, we'll see where it takes us. Uh, we'll, we'll focus on a particular aspect in halacha of that relationship, and then from there we'll see what it tells us again, like usual in halacha, and then in Pneumius we'll see where it takes us. Okay, so we'll begin like this. So in Marmok number one, you have a Gemara and Kedushin. Okay, this Gemara and Kedushin, Ayin Amid Aleph, it's a little bit funny because, you know, it, it's, it, it would seem to be like a little bit out of place, like uh, what is this doing in, in the Gemara and Kedushin, but this is where it is. The Gemara Kedushin over here records a, a particular halacha, it's a prat, in the sort of hanhaga that a Rebbe slash Dayan slash Rosh Hashiva Torah personality, authority figure has to, the way he has to conduct himself. And from there we'll see, we'll see where it takes us. So the Gemara Kedushin, Ayin of Alice is like this. Om Rav Vuna Bar-Idi, Om Rishmul. Rav Vuna Bar-Idi said in the name of Shmuel, once a person is appointed as a parnes over a community, parnes, it's an, in some places parnes means um, a person in a position of power financially. In the context of in the Gemara, the way the Rishonim quoted the Rambam and Shulchan Aruch, this is more of a, a Torah personality, a, a Dayan, a member of Sanhedrin, a Rav, and so on. Once a person is in this position of authority, he's not allowed to do any work in public, so to speak, in front of three people. So any malacha that's in front of three people, a parnes al tzibur, a dayan is not allowed to do uh, in front of three people. Okay, that's the Gemara. Now before we investigate why is that and the nature of this halacha, there's, there's a couple problems that... Uh, you know, so I guess contradictions to this point. Again, so a person that's a parnes is not allowed to do malacha in front of a rabbin. The problem is as follows. We'll go a little bit of out of order. You take a look at Marmok number three, okay? This is a, a Gemara, also in Gemara Kedushin, the Malaf of Alf, a more well-known, well-known Gemara. Over there, it's, uh, this is the first piece of Gemara in the beginning of the second pa- second parak of Kedushin. The second parak of Kedushin begins with the Mishnah, Ish Makadish by Ubishluchai, right? That a, a person is able to be Makadish and Isha, to get married, by he could do it himself, Give the woman a tavas, or with his messenger, he could send the shliach. Ask the Gemara, so Maramaka number three, hash the b'shluchim mekadish. So the mission is redundant. Once you tell me that he could he could marry a woman through his through a shliach, then boy me boy, then of course he could do it himself. What is it? What is the mission is trying to tell, tell me that he, he could marry a woman by himself or with a shliach? He could do a shliach. Of course he could do it himself. So Amar of Yosef, Rav Yosef says, no, it's coming to teach us. Mitzvah boy That although technically it could be done through a shliach, but because getting married is a mitzvah, we've spoken about that before. Mitzvah boy It's better to do a mitzvah yourself. If you could do it yourself or with a shliach, do it yourself. And therefore, that's what the Mishnah is saying. 
that even though you could marry a woman through a shliach, it's better to do it by, it's better to do it by yourself. Fine, that's the Gemara. And then the Gemara goes on to give a couple examples of this. It says the Gemara, Ki Hadra Safra, a couple examples of mitzvahs, which could be done through a shliach, but mitzvah, but it's better to do it yourself. Ki Hadra Safra, Machrich Reisha, or Rava Shibuta, examples of Safra and Rava, that they, they would, on their, they would uh, personally get involved in the preparations for Shabbos. So Safra would uh, cut the fish and so on. Rava would salt the fish. They would, do, they would, they would get involved in, in, in preparing for Shabbos. So here's the Shiloh. Roshana asked the question. These are Safra and Rava. These are these are these are, these are Parnasim. These are people of Torah authority. And they're doing malacha. They're doing malacha. One is uh, cooking and cleaning. They're getting ready for Shabbos. And clearly, it was done in public. That's how we know about it. So the question is, how could the Gemara Kedusha and Ravuna, uh, was it Shmuel? Shmuel said that a person, a parnes, Talmud Chacham, a Rabbim, Rebbe, Rashiva, Vichulu, a Torah authority, is now allowed to do Malachi Barabim. So how could, how could it be that Rav Safra and Rava would do this? Presumably, it was Barabim, it's Malacha. There's another, now there's, there's another Gemara that sort of, sort of asks this question, not with these particular stories, with a different story, and gives an answer, but the question is what the answer is. So let's go back to Marmok number th- number two. So again, it's 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 in, in that Gemara in Ayin of Aleph, which introduces us to this idea that a parnes is not allowed to do malacha baravim. So the Gemara says a Maisa Asa. It's talking about um, I think it's Rav Yehuda went to visit Rav Nachman. So Maisa, the Rav, the Rav Yehuda went to go visit Rav Nachman. So Asha Ashkechei. So when Rav Yehuda went to visit Rav Nachman, he found the Kavod Maika that Rav Nachman was with a hammer and nails and he was building a fence. Around uh, his roof or something. So Gavad Maiki was building a Maika. So Omar Lay, so Rav Yehuda says to Rav Nachman, understand you don't you don't hold of what, what Rav Huna Baridi said in the name of Shmuel, that Kibin Shinsman Odin Parnas El Tzibur, that once a person is considered to be a Torah authority, Asar Vasiyas Mulakhov Neshlaisha. You're not allowed to work Barabim in front of three people. And I guess the situation was he's working, he's building a fence with a hammer and nails, he's doing Mulakha. And I guess it was uh, in front of three people. So that's the question. In other words, it's a similar type of question we were asking from the other Gemara Kedushan of, 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 of Safra and Rava, also uh, doing Malacha, presumably Barabin. So Omer Lay, so what does Rav Nachman respond? So Rav Nachman answers like this. He doesn't really explain much. He says, Purta de Gundarisa Hudakavidna. I'm making a small mica. I, I know you're making a small mica. <laughs> That's the problem. You're making a mica. So, what exactly is the answer? These are the, that's the question that Rishonim deal with, and the Gemara itself is really dealing with this. So, so what, what's the heter? So, in order to to uh, to go into this, we have to first establish what's the reason, what's the svar, what's the what's the you know uh, what's the nature of this hal- of this halacha that Talmud uh, Chacham and so on is now allowed to malacha rabim. Why is that? And then from there, we'll be able to figure out the term and the kulas and you know things like that. Okay, so basically. Tonight, the way we're going to present it is that there are two shittas in the Rishonim. What the nature of this halacha is, why is it that a parnes of Tamachachim is not allowed to do malacha rabbim? From there, we'll see uh, you know, how to navigate through these gemaras. There's a sheet of the Rambam, and then we'll see the sheet of the Meiri. Okay, so the Rambam first. Ramachim number four. The Rambam quotes this halacha of the Gemara Kedushin. He quotes this in Hilchas Hanedrin. So it's in Sanhedrin, Perchafei, Halacha Gimel through Dalit. This is where the Rambam uh, quotes it. Now, the, the context of this halacha, that whole parak in Perchafei in Sanhedrin, it's a fascinating parak Bechlal. That parak is talking about sort of the relationship between 
between how how he's not a dayan. That's in Hilchas Sanhedrin. How a dayan has to view the city that he's uh, in charge of, and how the city has to view the dayan. So the Rambam talks about this: that the dayan has a responsibility to uh, sort of lead the, the community, the the city, and so on with rachamim and compassion and and dedication. It's all Rambam over there. And then he talks about the other side of things. How does the how does the the city how does the the tzibur have to view the dayan? And over there, the Rambam says that their obligation is to make sure that they view the dayan with covet and yira and myra and so on. So the Rambam in that context is like this: Kivin shin and he quotes the Gemara that once a person is put in this position of uh, authority, then he's not allowed to do malacha in front of three people. So far, he's quoting the Gemara. Now the Rambam adds, "Kadesh is baz b'fneim," in order that his that 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 he shouldn't be undignified in front of them. Okay, and then the Rambam goes on in a malacha b'rab masura. Says Rambam, first of all, if if even malacha, which you know is necessary, it's not necessarily you know uh, you know it's it's a chiddush that would be considered to be a bizayin. If malacha is aser. Then Kavachaimer, Lacha, Valishtis, with Nairab, and certainly eating and drinking and just uh, going to a party and so on, that's certainly going to be prohibited. Okay. So, so far the Raman didn't really tell us anything that we couldn't figure out on our own. And now the Raman says around like this And Oilam Loisama Dayanim, and woe is it to those Dayanim, woe to them, Shanogubakach, that they violate this halacha, a dying and so on, that, that uh, does malacha in the Rabbim, or eats and drinks Barabim, and, you know, goes to parties Barabim, and so on. Elba and Tyrus Maisha, woe is to them because of the disgrace that the Tyra is receiving, Shabazuddin out, that its, its laws are becoming degraded, Vishbiluad Aretz, and it's being lowered to the ground, Vigyuad Offer, Mamash all the way to the dirt, Vergomorol Lahem, and it causes negative things to the dying, Luvnevenehem, to her children, Boilum Haza, Boilum Haba. That's the Ram. Okay, so here's the problem. The Ramam, as we know, is always meticulous. He says exactly what you need to know, nothing more, nothing less. And it's a halacha sefer. So the problem is obvious. The Ramam quoted the halacha, that a person that's a Tamil Chacham, dying and so on, is not allowed to do malacha the Rabbim, that he, that he shouldn't be disgraced and so on. And if he can't do malacha, then certainly he can't eat and drink. Okay, that's all halacha. Then the Ramam goes on to something. Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible if they violate this halacha. That's not the Ramam's style. The Ramam doesn't quote Hilcha Shabbos and say, and it's Ramam's terrible to Michal Shabbos. You leave that for the you know, Muslim's farm. So what's the Ramam doing over here? That he's in the halacha, he's saying, Oilahem. So the way it's explained, the way the Achronim explained is that the Ramam is, is using Divrei Musar to, to explain the nature of this halacha. The nature of this halacha the Ramam is trying to convey is not something which is just simply about optics. The Indian is, is that the person, the Tamarcha, the Parnes, the Dayan, and so on, he represents Torah. And by him doing something which is Mavuzadik, then it's not just a matter of, okay, now people won't look at him the, the same way and maybe they won't listen to him or there won't be makabal from him. It's be'etzem, be'etzem. His, his degradation is considered a degradation to Torah itself. And that's what the Ramam is saying. <laughs> and woe is to them for someone that violates this Allah, why? That the Torah is becoming degraded because of this Dayan's actions. So in other words, what the Rambam is trying to hint to us is that this is, this is, this is a halacha that's ultimately rooted in, in, in an inherent covet that the parnes, the Talmud Chacham, has to display. 
Yes, I mean, he, he has to display that covet and sort of guard, you know, guard it for Robin. But it's not necessarily because of, you know, because of um, any fallout that might come from this in terms of his ability to be mashpia. That's him. That's him. It's, uh, he, he just lowered his, his own inherent sense of covet. And that itself is a design for Tyra. Now, that's, that's what Ram is trying to say. Now, because of this, because of viewing this halach in such a way that it's a matter of of be'etzem, that this the Tamachacham represents Torah be'etzem, and therefore Torah fundamentally deserves to be mechubad. So this Tamachacham be'etzem also needs to be needs to be mechubad. Because of this, the Ramam in a number of places explains that since that's the nature of the halacha, that when you're trying to figure out whether this act is permissible or not. It doesn't have to do with whether, whether with its perception. The question is, be'etzen, is this a mechobedik act or is this a mevozedik act? In other words, since the halacha is rooted in fundamentally that this tamar chacham is is supposed to be inherently dignified because of his inherent connection to Torah, so then the question is, okay, is what he's doing inherently dignified or not? So doing so, the standard and usual situation of doing malacha b'ravim that's an undignified act. But let's say you could find the situation where it's malacha and it's b'ravim, but it's be'etzim considered a dignified act. Then even if everyone like looks at like, well, I'm you know, they, they might not look at him anymore in the same way. But if what he's doing be'etzim is dignified, then that's not a problem because the issue over here is be'etzim. That it's 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 an inner covet that this talmud chacham needs to display because of his representation of Torah, but it's within himself. Because of this, the Rambam explains in a number of, of cases, and we'll see soon, is that whenever something is being done for a mitzvah, automatically it's considered mechubad. It's considered dignified and honorable. I, the oila, might not view it like that, and they might not look at the person the same way, and maybe when they go to the person's shir anymore, they might not take it so seriously. That's not the point. The point is, is that, again, we don't want the Talmud Chacham to be lowered in, in his sense of COVID because it's, it's a gazillion of Torah. But if he's doing something which is Be'etzim Mechubad, then it's not a problem. So take a look at, at Marmok number, number five. You see an example of this. Yeah. Like the Gemara says, Asiyas Malacha, is that uh-huh. like Shabbos Malacha's creative energy? Or so, so it's interesting. Usually, usually when we're talking about Malacha in this type of context, and it comes up in many places, not just this way, it's, the, the gather is usually um, more Chalmite. That's usually the gather. What's considered Malacha, what's not Malacha. Like there's many cases like this where, you know, uh, um, there, there's, there's Minig, uh, women not do Malacha, right? Or let's say by Hanukkah, not do Malacha during the camp. What does Malacha mean? So usually the way it's got it's more of a Chalamite. If this is something you do in Chalamite, that's not called Malacha in this context. So we're not talking about writing, you know, because, you know, but we're talking about something that, that, uh, that for Chalamite purposes would be Malacha. That's usually the gather. So in Marmach number five, the Rambam in Hilcha Shabbos quotes the Gemara in Kedushin about Rosafra and Rava who did Malacha for Kavit Shabbos, and you'll see what the Rambam says. Again, there's an Hilcha Shabbos, Perak Lamed Halachavav, says the Rambam, Even if a person is an Adam Chashev, like Rosafra and Rava, and therefore it's usually not becoming of him to go shopping in the street, or even not to do Malacha that are, you know, uh, taking care of the house. Nevertheless, He's mechuyiv to do them. Shezehu kvaydai. 
That is dignified for him. That is his covet. To be able to say that he's physically involved in preparing for Shabbos. And he gives examples. The Chum Rishonim earlier Tanaim and Amaraim, they would uh, some of them would would cut the wood in order to cook for Shabbos. Umeham Yishai Mevashel, some would cook themselves. The Chol Hamarav Davar Zeharizim Meshavah. The more you do, the more praiseworthy you are. So again, the Mefarshim asks, what's the Rama adding these words? Shazel Kvaydei. Say it, even though you're not usual, you don't usually take care of these types of things. But on Shabbos, it's a mitzvah, so you do it. What's the Rama adding? Shazel Kvaydei. The answer is the Rama is adding those words to explain how this is okay. Despite what he wrote in Nilchas Sanhedrin, the Nilchas Sanhedrin he quoted the Gemara Kedushin that a Talmud Chacham is not allowed to do Malachim Rabbim. So why is he allowed to do this? The answer is because Shizel Kvaydei. In other words, again, the issue, the whole issue of that of that halacha in Nilchas Sanhedrin is a, is it's a question of Be'etzem. Like, is Talmud Chacham doing something which Be'etzem is Mavuzadik for him, or not? Well, the answer is yeah, usually cooking and cleaning and, and going shopping in the street might be Mavuzadik, but if it's Lakavit Shabbos, it's not Mavuzadik. I, someone in, you know, on, online in Gourmet Glad or, or in Kulsev, you know, behind the Dayan, doesn't know why he's shopping. It doesn't make a difference. That's him. What he's doing is, is, is Shizok Kvayda. Is this like the Dover and discussion? Ah, very good. Yes, we're going to get there. Exactly. It's a similar situation to Tanakh for such a thing. So we're going to see about that. So, uh, you know, you could say that it's going to be Machlech as Rishonim. Michal and David, but they, they, we'll, we'll get into that. So Marmokka number six, the Rambam gives another, there's another example of this, and this is probably an extreme example. Um, but, but, you know, Judas, before we get to Marmokka number six, but just to go back to the Gemara in Kedushan that had that conversation, if you remember, between Rabbi Yehuda and Rav Nachman, right? So Rabbi Yehuda sees Rav Nachman doing Malacha, and Rav Nachman responds, no, no, a poor to the Gundisa, who the Kaviyah, making a small micah. So according to the Rambam, what is the meaning of the Gemara's answer? What is Rav Nachman's answer? Rav Nachman's answer is, I'm building a Micah. In other words, it's a mitzvah. There's a mitzvah in Torah to build a Micah. I, you didn't know that it was a Micah, right? You just saw me going like this, which means that you're right. Maybe Taka, optics-wise, uh, didn't look good for me. But I'm telling you, Betzim, it's a mitzvah. She's okvaydeh. That's the cover. Now, there's another example of Tamidi Chachamim, Dayanim, Nevi'im. Doing things which are which is which I should say were bad some which which usually is not lefik um and not just the small little zach but like mamish full on display and that is simchas beis hasheva, right? So we know that the gemara is marich about simchas beis hasheva at the end of mesechas sukkah and the Rambam talks about the end of hilchas lulav that simchas beis hasheva was like you know everyone was there right and who was juggling and doing cartwheels and all these types of things. The tzaddikim, mamish the tzaddikim. So that's something that uh, you know. Again, like the Rambam said, if you can't do malach of then doing cartwheels and juggling is certainly not uh, something that a talmud chacham and a dayan should be able to do. But yet, that was mamish. They were the jugglers. They were the clowns. <laughs> Such a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Love dafka. So we're going to see about that soon. This is you're touching on how the Meiri explains the Gemara. But according to the Rambam, it's one of two things: either either Rav Nachman responding to Rav Yehuda is telling him this heter that when you do a mitzvah it's okay, or it wasn't clear that it was l'shem mitzvah. It shows the fact that it's small. I know we're going to see that soon. The Rambam clearly didn't learn like that. The Rambam learns that the focus is just the fact that it's a micah. That's how. Uh, huh. 
He said, I'm making a small mica. He said, I'm making a small mica. Why would he, why would he add the word small? Again, we'll see. But... So the truth, okay, so the next line of the Gemara is that Rabbi Yehuda responds back to Rav Nachman, why you call it a Gundisa? The Torah calls it a mica. Right, so that itself is part of the conversation that they have. So, so the, the, again, the issue in the Rambam is that why does Rav, why does, uh, Rav Nachman add the word porta? Yeah, say, I'm building a mica. We'll see that soon. But if you take a look at Marmokka number six, the Rambam, again, in Hilchus Lulav, where he's talking about this mitzvah of Simchas Beis Hashreva, so he, de- he, he describes it as follows. Mitzvah Harbeis Beis Simcha Zu, it's a mitzvah to be marbe in the Simcha. Again, this is a little bit just background. This was not something the, the, the performers were not the Amhi Aretz and anyone. They were the ones that were uh, that were doing all the simcha. Everyone else, men, women, and someone, cool and buying lyrics, they would come to look and to, and to listen. Fine. So that's the but again, and the problem, again, sort of between the lines that the Rambam is about to address right now is <laughs> this is not uh, Bakovitic for, uh, for, for Russia Sanhedrin to do such a thing. And Milcha Sanhedrin says, you're not allowed to do that. So says the Rambam, the simcha that a person has and displays when you're doing a mitzvah, and an expression of your love of Hashem will command you to do the mitzvah. Avoida gedoyli. It's a big avoida. It's a big avoida. And he goes on. V'chalamag yistaytay. V'chaylik kavod la'atzmay. And fakir. Whoever has the haughtiness to what and and wants to be you know be mechaber himself wants to to be dignified. Umeskavi be'ena v'mekoymiselu. And Davka does not display you know what would usually be considered mavuzadik enyanim. Through simchas, in an expression of your simchas mitzvah and avoid this Hashem, you want to hold on to your dignity. Chayte, you're sinning because you're doing the wrong thing. Vishayte, and you also vishayte. Why are you vishayte? Because adraba, you want to have covet. The way to have real covet is to serve the rabbanim. Anything you do, that's avoid this Hashem. Does his covet. V'chalamash b'latzmai fakert. If you lower yourself, umekel gufai, and to you know, you know. Sort of uh, have a little bit of, of, of lightness towards yourself. That's covet. That's covet. So again, the Rambam is writing all of this again to deal with this issue. So this is the aside. Okay, and according to the Rambam, it's very posh. The, the fundamental point of this whole halacha is it's a question of etzem. The, the Talmud Chacham represents Tyra, and Tyra needs to be considered to be uh, uh, you know mechubed. The Talmud Chacham needs to be mechubed. So he has to do things that are mechubedik. What's considered not mechubedik? Derech klal malacha berabim. But if those malachas are l'tzarech mitzvah and yoni avodas Hashem, then that that is covet. That's covet to serve the rabbanim. It's mechubedik a thing that you are that you have the opportunity to serve melch malachim lachim. It's kaval gazach. That's covet, and therefore that's that's okay. That's how the Rambam deals with these subjects. Okay. Now I mentioned, but this is all the Rambam. There's another sheet of the Meiri. Okay. Now if you take a look at Marmokah number seven, the Meiri going back to the original Gemara Kedushin records this halacha. That we saw from the Gemara, but he explains it uh, not like the Rambam, as you'll see. So it says the mirror like this again in number seven. Again, he uh, quotes the same Gemara. Once a person is appointed as a uh, authority over the tzibur manhikam, and he's the leader, so So he has to conduct himself with a sense of authority. And that, in other words, that no one should see him acting in a in a in a common way, in a way of of a head yet. 
Why? In, in, other words, in or to do something in, in public in a way that makes him sort of just uh, common with everyone else. And says Amiri, and what's the issue? The issue is, then they won't be able to hear and they won't be makabu from them. He won't be able to be mashpia on them the way he's supposed to. That's the, that's the Miri. And because of this, Chazal said, You're not allowed to do malach So again, stop here for a second. What's the Miri saying? In the Rambam, again, the issue, in the Rambam, the issue was a question of etzah. Is the person, the, the person is obligated as the Talmud Chacham to embody Kavra Tair. If a person is doing something that's be'etzam, not mechubedik, then that's a zilzal in Tair, that, that it's a problem within him. So then the issue was, okay, so what is he doing something that's be'etzam mechubedik, that's not mechubedik, and that was the point. And therefore, says the Rambam, all these examples we saw before, Shabbos and Sinchus Sheva, if be'etzam, what he's doing is, Avadis Hashem, and for the sake of the mitzvah, then fine. But the Miri is telling us not like that. The Miri is introducing a new svar, that the site over here is what? Not be'etzam kavarat. He Practically, the, 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 the Dayan has a responsibility of teaching Torah, of being madrach people, of, 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 li- of leading and guiding. They're not going to be makabal from him if they see him on an equal playing field. There has to be that hierarchy. They have to see him higher. And so therefore, says the Miri, that's why he can't lower himself, because of the way that other people will look at him. Well, it, it, in the Meiri's way of thinking, mm-hmm. even if he's doing something which be'etzim is mechubed, but if no one chaps it like that, if people don't see it like that, then it's still going to be a problem. Because the, so, the, so the person is, uh, you know, is doing malacha barabim, he's uh, shopping and doing all these things, or he's, do, or he's juggling in the streets, he's doing car wheels in the streets. If you ask him, why am I doing this? Because I just chapped a shan the gemara or something, or I'm just so excited to be a yid, and that's when I'm doing car wheels. So the Ram would say, Kvaldik, doing Kavadik, Kvaldik, Mamish, Avadis Hashem. The Miri is going to say, it's true, it's Kvaldik, Avadis Hashem, but you're being Mavazi yourself, Barabim. And now the people that you have to be Mashbi are not going to be Makabu from you. So that's the problem. So, okay, that's the Miri in this sense. But here, so, so now let's go back. So, how does the Miri deal with, for example, uh, the, 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 the Amaroyim working, preparing for Shabbos? Or the example of the case of the Micah, the Rav Nachman is building a Micah. So it says the Miri ends off. So Miri says again the end of Marok number seven. Umikol makam, mikol makam. Asias malacha muetes bebeisai. V'makam mitzvah kikain ma'ikah kiyitzavay rishai. In other words, the Miri is bothered with, with with this issue, and the Miri says that's exactly what the Gemara is dealing with in Kedushin. That review the sister of Nachman. We doing building a ma'ikah. In other words, going as I said before, he, I review that we could we could touch the Gemara like this. Review the sister of Nachman. You're doing a mitzvah, Kavaldik Maika. You say L'shem Yichah before you build the hammer. Take the hammer. Abulamaisa, you're doing something that that's going to make other people look at you uh, in a lesser way, and you're not going to be able to mishmi on them. So what does Rav Nachman say? Rav Nachman says you're right. You're right. Fundamentally, even if I'm doing something that's a mitzvah, it's still bets him a problem. But listen, everything is pros and cons. Everything is a balance. So, Lamaisa, I do have an opportunity to do a mitzvah, and mitzvah by Yosem Bishluchai, which is true. So, if if it's a small, if it's a if it's a mitzvah and it's a, a small malacha and it can be done quickly, the beisai, even if it's in front of three people, okay. So then you know what you have to sort of weigh the uh, the uh, you know the pros and cons. And it is true that there is a little bit of a con over here in terms of me lowering my my. Uh, you know, my, uh, my, my position, the way people look at me. Uh, but Lamaisa, it's quick, it's small, it's not the biggest thing in the world. And on the other hand, I would lose the opportunity to do a mitzvah myself. Okay, so in this case, I'll, 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 focus, I'll, I'll do the mitzvah, 
even with the negative fallout of me being lowered a little bit because the fallout is not so great. So in other words, that's Miri saying, you're right, the etzim, it's a problem even when you do a mitzvah. But doing a, a siyas mulacha mu'etes, the base side, a mitzvah, okay, that, that's Risha. Fine. And that's how the Miri understands the Gemara. Again, going back, that's, that's the, the, the Gemara said there, that's why Rav Nachman responds, I'm making a small mic. In other words, you're right, I'm not, this is not a big production over here. I'm not, uh, not making myself stick out. I'm not doing this for hours. It's a small mic. I, for that moment, if someone talks and sees me, okay, you're right. And that's, that is a fallout. But at the same time, since it's not such a huge uh, kilkel, and I want to be able to do the mitzvah by myself, so it's Kedai. It's Kedai. That's the meaning. That takes care of the Gemara with the mica. It takes care of maybe Malacha for Shabbos as well. So, yeah, so it's a Vada. Everyone's going to agree with the Ramah conceptually that it's a mitzvah and it's considered to be a thing. But the Miri's point is, is that Lamaisa, people will still look at you less. So the answer is, they might, but uh, we're not, you're not some, doing something so outlandish. You're not doing something so crazy and so Mechavadik. Okay, so you're, you're cleaning, uh, taking care of the house, you're going shopping. And it's, and it's small, it's quick, it's not such a, not such a big deal. So a male will, will allow that. But the big problem that still, that still uh, lingers is Simchus Vesesheva. Simchus Vesesheva is not a small, that's a big production. Huh? But the Ram already said, the kind of Malacha, does, it's, it's, it's anything that's, that's Mavuzadik. So Kavachomer Lecha Velishtais and Kavachomer to juggle and to do cartwheels. Again, it's not an Issa Malacha like... Uh, it's doing something that lowers the person's dignity. And the Miri is saying that that's true even when you're doing something that's Savadis Hashem. Lamais, it's lowering your dignity. But not, but yeah. Means that they don't realize it's a mitzvah. In other words, it's, it's always a question of perception, even in expression on which, on which the point of Miri gradations of sure, sure. perception. So if, if somebody knows that he's doing something specifically for a mitzvah, they don't know it's a mitzvah because it's a, a mitzvah. Right. Thing. That, that's that's where, where the, it lowers the perception sure. and the design. But if they're doing it's it, an obvious. Uh, I hear what you're saying. The problem is, it's, the, the Meiri doesn't seem to say that himself because in in the qualification that the Meiri says, when we call Maka and what you're allowed to do, he doesn't he doesn't say something that's not clear as a mitzvah. Then it has to be something small. But if it's an obvious mitzvah, it's okay. He says, So then it's uh, then it's okay. So the question is, I mean, you know, so he should he should he should say it even further that if it's something that's an obvious mitzvah. And you don't even have to, doesn't have to be met, that doesn't have to be Mesa. The fact that he's giving, that's the only qualification that he gives. So, tinkering around not a mitzvah, but if somebody's doing a mitzvah, why would they consider something? I mean, it shouldn't, like, almost like reading the So, why wouldn't Mir ever say that? Why, why wouldn't the Mir ever make this point? That, by the way, if it's an obvious mitzvah and it's clear, then you don't have to worry about being muetes or rebesa. The, the Meiri gave only, only one heter, and that heter has three qualifications. It has to be small, it has to be you know, in the person's house or around his property, and a mitzvah. Well, you know, and I hear what you're saying, that, that maybe this is only a situation where it's not so obviously a mitzvah. But then the, the, the Meiri should make that point. The foundation is, is perception. No, true, but the Meiri is. This, but the Meiri, he should be spelling out everything we need to know. Because the foundation of it is perception. I, no, I hear what you're saying. Perception is that if somebody doesn't realize they're doing a mitzvah, good. So in this type of position, 
I don't know. I think I think you can make the art. But listen, I'm, I'm sort of beating around it because we're going to see in a second. The mirror himself deals with Sinchos Shreva differently. But I, I, I understand what you're saying. I, I, I think I think though, even perception wise. Even if someone's doing something for a mitzvah, if the etzem, if 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 it creates a certain image that sticks in the guy's head, then that that's the image that they're going to see every time the person says a shear. You know what I'm saying? So even if it's a mitzvah, it's not it. The zil. Let's put it this way: the bizayin. I don't think the bizayin is. I I saw I saw the talmud chacham. I saw the rav. I saw the dayin do something, which. He shouldn't have been doing. I don't think that's necessarily the design. Even if he's doing something which I know he should have been doing, it, 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 he doesn't have the same. It's it's you know, it, I can't get that image out of my head. You know, there's a certain uh, you know lowering in in just you know uh, in, in in how the person is viewed. I, 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 and it's what you're saying. <laughs> I understand. Okay, let's see if the mirror himself deals with it. Yeah. You're, you're, the same, you're probably getting around the same nakuda as Stephen is. Knows that something that's etzem a mitzvah and it's obvious and it's clear. Then, then yeah, 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 yeah. So it's the same way, right? Right. Oh, okay, so you just added the word over there. Let, 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 let's see, let's see. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Take a look, take a look at Marmok number eight. Okay, so so Marmok number eight, the Me'iri in Masech Sukkah uh, deal, deals with this. So the Me'iri over there is talking about, it's on Daft Nunam and Aleph, and so he's dealing with, that's what the Sukkahs of Simchas Vesheshev are about. <coughs> so the Me'iri says like this, V'cham Shavahem, now a little background. In the Gemara over there, there's a famous uh, line, the Gemara says that Hillel, uh, by Simchas Sheva would call out the following statement. He would always say, "Emanikan Hakolkan." Right? If I am here, everyone's here. Emanikan, Mikan. Right? That's that's what he would say. So what does that mean? So it says to me like this: Shavem The Chachamim would, would during Simchas Sheva would darshan the, the, the following Tyra, She is to avoid a couple things in order to avoid that the Simcha shouldn't get out of hand. Right, that there shouldn't be any hate that's taking place during the simcha. They shouldn't have. Uh, they shouldn't feel uncomfortable. They shouldn't have any tina believers. They shouldn't have any uh, any sense of like. Um, yeah, they shouldn't have like any. They shouldn't be fertinated over the fact that they have to be the jugglers and the performers over here. They shouldn't have a tina believer. There shouldn't be any 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 discomfort in the heart. And this was by, and this chizik that the chum shouldn't uh, shouldn't hold back. They shouldn't feel any discomfort over the simcha that they're displaying. Was it was it was uh, given by 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 Hillel that Hillel would say in the name of the rabbanim shalom imanikan hakolkan. In other words, when Hillel said imanikan, am I me? Everyone's here. It doesn't mean me Hill. It means the rabbanim shalom imanikan hakolkan. Kolmer imani mashashchinasi b'neihem. If I uh, am I, if I am the, you know, if my, if the Shechina, the is here, if the presence of the Rabbanu Shalom is, is revealed in here, then I call Khan. Then everything is here. The main only Khan, but if the Shechina is not here, then Mikan, then Anachanam is nothing here. Whereas the Toiba Kavanosim Ryan Livon, and that's dependent on, uh, on how they, how they relate to, to that Matzah, that it should be 
in a way where the Shechina Kedoshah is comfortable to be there. In other words, what the Meiri is telling us is, again, he doesn't reference you know, the, the Gemara Kedush and all these things, but what the Meiri is telling us is, is that there's something unique to Simchas Beis HaShayva, that there was something about Simchas Beis HaShayva which, which yeah, it, there would have been a taina. There would have been something making the tzaddikim a little bit uncomfortable in the display of simcha that they're that they're having, and to to make them at ease. The response is, "Mani kan akolkan." If the shechin is here, don't worry about it. Akolkan, everything is here. So, what? So you know. So the suggestion that I'm making is as follows: is that the 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 fundamental point that the Again, this Simchas Beis Sheva again, it's reminiscent to another, to a Maisa, I don't remember who mentioned it before, the story with David HaMelech, right? So it's a, it's a when, when the Aaron is being brought to Yerushalayim, so it's a whole Maisa and Sefer Shmuel, that David HaMelech is jumping and dancing, and his mamish, uh, his robe is being pulled up, and it's like a whole thing. And he's dancing to cover the Aaron. And so when he gets to Yerushalayim, so Michal Bashal, one of his wives, looks and says, wow, you know what I saw today? I saw the king of the Jewish people, Acting like a peasant, and so what did Dovmach respond? When uh, he even even lower, even lower, So one second, in the in the so so that that's a similar type of situation as you have by Simchas Beis right? You have Sadiqim doing things which are which are a little bit abnormal, and yet not only is the mutter it's recommended Dovmach and so on. So what's the aside? So again, in in the Rambam it's never an issue because it's, it's a mitzvah. It's some mechubedik. I other people see him as undignified and so on. Doesn't make a difference. Michal's right that at that moment David, uh, you know, it was, it was it, you know, he he was now seen as keechrab chusam. That's that was Michal's lashon, right? Even though again you can make the argument over there it was obviously it's a mitzvah. You being the simcha over the aron, and Michal said that you look like keechrab chusam. You're looking like a, like a peasant over here, so. Dov you know, and again, Dov's response was, what are you talking about? I'm doing a mitzvah, and everyone's going to look, Adrava, no one's going to look at me any less because I'm doing a mitzvah. Dov says, yeah, I look less. Halavai should look even, even lower. And, and, the, and the tzaddikim, my simchas v'sheshe'eva, have this feeling, the taina, this uh, discomfort that they might feel in this display of, 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 of simcha that they're doing. And the response is, what, and, 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 they might, and it makes sense to, to feel that way, but what's the response? So it says in the mirror, the Yisrael Dover is, is that if, the, if there's a difference between when the Shechin is revealed or the Shechin is not revealed. When the Shechin is not revealed, then you have this halacha that we've been talking about of, of maintaining a certain level of dignity and hierarchy and so on. But when the Shechin Akdoisha is manifest and the, and the, the Melech Malachim Lachim is in front of you, then Adarava, then, then any level of of, of covid that you display is in a certain sense a lack of covid lifnei hamelach. It's like we find this in, in Tanakh. There's a couple of examples of this as well, where where you have this by Uryachiti uh, and so on, other people that when when the melech is present, then any covet that you give to anyone not the melech is already already is a, is a begam in the covet of the melech himself. So whenever the melech is present, there's nothing else to think about in terms of covet other than the melech. And so when the Melech is present, when the Shekhinah Kedoshah is there, Mani Khan, then what? Then I'll call Khan. Then everyone has to, f- then, 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 then you have no choice but to, everyone has to be Ke'ach Rabchusim. And Alavai Neklesiyad Mizais. When we talk about this halacha though, of what? Of there being a hierarchy and making sure there's a sense of COVID, 
That's all, and even for mitzvahs. And you have to maintain that sense of COVID. And that's true even for mitzvahs, and I would suggest, even for mitzvahs that are obviously mitzvahs. But that's all true when there's no gilishchina. When there's no gilishchina, and like the Meiri said, in terms of non-gilishchina experiences, the Meiri Meseches Kedushin gave us the only qualification we have, which is, even if it's a mitzvah, and it could be, again, like I'm suggesting, even mitzvahs that are obviously mitzvahs. But it has to be small, the base side, because it's... Yeah, it's like a tiny, right, exactly. Listen, uh, you know, you, you, know, you, you could, uh, you know, you could, uh, no, for sure. No, for sure. That's what I'm saying. That, that's the Miri himself. So in other words, this is the study of the Miri. So we have this, we have this, uh, we do have this halach of there being a hierarchy that needs to be established in terms of Rebbe, Talmud, Mashpim, Akabal, and so on. And that's usually true. The exception is when the Shechin Akdash is present. And then, Adarab, there shouldn't be, you, you, then you can't hold back. You can't hold back. You have to be mamish, like Dovna Melech, Kerech Abchusim. And that's the way it is. Because again, the Melech Malachim Lachim is present. The Melech Malachim Lachim is present. Everything else is Batum Levotum. And at any level of COVID you give to anyone else, even to yourself, the name Melech Malachim Lachim is already Pagam in the Melech Malachim Lachim's cup. So, yeah. the point is there, there's only one situation where you cannot expose yourself. So, Torah says you're all home, you can. Torah says you're the you can, but only one of the Exactly. Exactly. According to Miri. According to Miri. The Rambam will be. So that right. And yet, even though there wasn't Yerushchina, that that's exactly what the Miri is saying in Kedushin. That's the only because over there, over there, like the Miri sort of presented it, there is a fallout in terms of the person's covered. But weighing that with the mitzvah yes and b'shulche opportunity, nishkeferlech if it's a small thing and it's quick and so on. But uh, but you're right. That's exactly uh, that's exactly the point. Okay, this is all what we find in halacha. Now, what does this tell us? How do how, now? Let's let, again focusing on the Miri and this dynamic of there being the, generally speaking, this halacha of, of hierarchy, of looking at the, of the, of the mashpia needing to be in a position of, of a higher stature, so to speak, and dignified stature vis-a-vis the Talmud, except when there's gilishchina. And then when there's gilishchina, it's not just a matter of, uh, of you know, quick, you know, you get mamish, like on, full on display. So in Pneumius, there, there, again, like I, like I always mentioned, that nigla is always a lavush to something, to a truth that's in Pneumius. So it's like this. This, this relationship of Mashpia Makabal and the need for there to be a hierarchy of Mashpia Makabal. So it's like this. Let's, let's, uh, I, this is an idea that I, I, I cannot always talk about this, but uh, to put it in these words. When you have, uh, let's say, a Rebbe and a Talmud. So a Rebbe... Uh, is teaching a Torah, he's giving over, he's teaching a Gemara, whatever it is. So the Rebbe has the information. The Talmud obviously doesn't. And the Rebbe is giving over that information that he has to the Talmud. Now automatically, whenever you're talking about a Rebbe Talmud, fundamentally, even after the Rebbe gives off, give, gives the information to the Talmud, the Rebbe always understands it on the Rebbe level versus the Talmud who understands it on the Talmud level. Like, by the very definition, you know, it's not like um, like with a with a candle and so on. You light one candle from the other; it's the same fire. But when you're talking about Mashpi Makabel, Rebbe to Talmud, by its very definition, even the information that the Rebbe is giving over to the Talmud, if he's truly a Rebbe, if he's truly a Rebbe, he's not just a you know a tape recorder trying to just give something over. If he's truly a Rebbe and he's giving over a Torah that he understands Lafiyah Madri then automatically the Talmud's level of understanding and grasping that information. First of all, he, the Talmud does not have the information unless the Rebbe gives it to him. 
and the, the information is in the jurisdiction of the Rebbe, and the Rebbe is sharing the information with the Talmud. And number two, even after the Talmud receives it, it's not the same madrega as the Rebbe. That's, that's true, this is obvious. But this is all the chitzainis of Torah. What is Torah be'etzem? The way to think of Torah, as I've mentioned many times, is you have to think of Torah as, as a, a, a union of neshama and guf, or a union of ar and kli. The, there is the keli of Torah. There is the, the, the vessel of Torah. The vessel of Torah means the material. It means the information. The mesachta that the Rebbe knows, and he's sharing it with the Talmud. And in terms of the material, the chaymer, in terms of the kli, vada, the Rebbe has the kli, the Talmud does not have the kli, and the Rebbe is sharing a part of the kli that he has with the Talmud. But that's all the kli of Torah, that's all the vessel, that's all the material. But then at the same time, what truly defines it as Torah is that that material, namely the Mishnah, the, Mishnah, the Tarek and Chomish, whatever it is, what makes that Torah is that contained within that is the infinite light of God himself. And the, and the vessel of Torah, that parak of Mishnayis, that Pasuk and Tilm, whatever it is, is transparent enough that the light of the Rabbani Shloilam is able to make itself known and to become absorbed in the learner through that vessel. In other words, everything has God's light in a certain sense, right? I mean, this is a little bit on the side, but everything is, is existing because the Rabbani Shalom is investing himself into it. But there's always different levels. Like I've mentioned this many times, you know, if a person is this, everything you say, obviously you're saying it because you've decided to say those words, but there are certain words that you say with all your heart, and then there's other words that you just say off the cuff, right? So the Rabbani Shalom, everything, the Rabbani Shalom, everything in the world is existing because Hashem said it. Hashem said, let there be gravity. But when Hashem said, let there be gravity, it wasn't with all of his heart and soul. And so those words that, that, that come out, the, the, the reality and the, the, you know, the, the mathematical formulas and the concepts behind gravity, of course God's presence is there. But that light is not emanating from the Kli. You understand the Kli, the vessel, is, 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 is coarse enough. It's, not, it's blocking God's presence. Huh? Yeah, yeah. It's not the uh, language It comes from the kishkas, you know, when a person says something, the pnimis. So, in other words, let's go back. What is Torah? Torah has there's the material of Torah, but then there's the light of Elokus, the infinite light of the that's 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 pulsating in that information, and the information is transparent enough to allow that light to be sort of sensed and experienced by the learner. Now, that light of the Rebbeinu is not in the jurisdiction of the Rebbe being given and shared with the Talmud. The way to perceive it is that that light that the Talmud, the light of the Rabbani Shalom that the Talmud experiences through his learning, that's a light of the Rabbani Shalom that's for the Talmud. It was not the Rebbe's light that he's sharing a piece of his light, of his, of his God, with the Talmud. No, no, no. The Rabbani Shalom is a lekeinu, the lekeinu. The Rabbani Shalom is the God of every single Jew, which means that there's a level of, of infinite light of the Rabbani Shalom, level of Elikos, your Chelek in Torah, that is yours and yours alone. And from the very, from the very root of creation, the highest of places, it has your name on it and your address. Now, it just so happens to be that the only way the light of the Rabbani Shalom enters into a person is through Kalim. And it happens to be the Kalim of Torah, you talk and eat to receive from your Rebbe. 
the Rebbe has the Kalim, and you need to have a little piece of his Kalim. But once you are given a piece of your Rebbe's Kli, then the light that is, descends through that Kli is your light. It's your Chelek in Torah. And so when we think of Torah and we think of this, the, the, the dynamic of Rebbe Talmud and this, the need of there being this hierarchy, right? The Rebbe has and the Talmud does not. And because of that, the Talmud has to look up to the Rebbe. That is not only, like, like until now we've been focusing on this in terms of, in, 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 in Pshat, which is like psychologically, with the Talmud in order to receive, in order to, you know, uh, to, to be macabre the words of the Rebbe, he has to look up to the Rebbe. But in Pneumius, it's also true. The, there has to be a fundamental hierarchy because the nature of Rebbe is that he has and the Talmud does not. And the Talmud needs to receive from the Rebbe. And whenever you're receiving something that you do not have from a person that does have, automatically it means that person is higher than you. And there has to be this hierarchy. That's only in Kalim. That's only in the material of Torah. But in terms of the light of Elikus that really truly defines it as Torah, that's, that, is, that is emanating in the Kli, even though the Kli you have to receive from your Rebbe, but the light that defines that experience as Torah is truly yours. And so it might be traveling, you know, from all neshamas, from one neshama to the next, but it has your address on it. It has your name on it. That, that's your R. It's your Elikus. It's your, it's your Rabban Shalom that when you experience It's your letter of Torah. The, to experience that, it has to have the, the Kehli that you get from the Rebbe. So it travels through the Rebbe, but even when it travels, the, the light, so to speak, travels through the Rebbe, it's, it's your, it's, it's, it, 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 from the very beginning, it was your Chelek of Torah. It was your Chelek, it was your experience of Elikus that somehow sort of travels through the system. But it, the Rebbe at that moment is really just, just a, a highway for that. And, it's ne- and he was never, it was never, it was never his to begin with. And he, and it's something that he, uh, it's, it's a level of Elikus that he himself is not experiencing at all. It's simply traveling through him. He has his own chalik of Tyra. And the, the material that the Talmud learns is this talk of coming from the Rebbe. So the Kali is something. So, so the, the, mater, the, the, the Kali of the Talmud's Tyra, uh, you know, the Tyra of the Talmud, is a piece of the Rebbe's Tyra. But the light, the elikus that's pulsating in that Kali, that's not the Rebbe's Tyra. That's the Talmud's Tyra. That's the Talmud's Tyra. Now because of this, Whenever this, now let's go back. This halacha that the Miri, that the Gemara Kedushin, according to the Miri, is telling us, which is what there has to be a hierarchy, right? Again, in the Rambam, this is not the Rambam. The Rambam says like the Etzem, the Kavarat, we're not talking about that. In the, the Miri, though, that there has to be this, that for, the, for the dynamic of Rebbe Talmud, there has to be this hierarchy. It said the Miri, that's all true, and that halacha exists, with one exception, though, if there's Gilu Shechina. If there's Gilu Shechina, then the whole system of hierarchy collapses. It's completely. It, it, it's 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 irrelevant. Why? Right. So in Nigla, right? So in Nigla, we explain because listen, if the Melech Malchim Lachim is there, then any covet you give to another Melech is a pagam in the Melech Malchim Lachim. But in Pneumius, it's not a. It, 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 it's 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 much more clear in Pneumius because even the, the system of hierarchy is only true. But Etzem, when you're dealing with the Kali of Tyre, but once there, but in terms of the R of Tyre then that, the light of Tyra never required such a hierarchy to begin with. In terms of the light of Tyra, then then the Rebbe is equal to the Talmud. The Talmud is equal to the Rebbe. The Rebbe has his light, and the Talmud is his light. So Why does the Talmud have less light than the Rebbe? Because his keli is less. But it's not because he's shaykh to less light. 
And Adarabba, sometimes you have an experience where the light of the Talmud can be greater and deeper than the light of the Rebbe. El Yonavi gave Elisha a bracha, that you should have Pishnayim Bruchacha, that you should have two, a double portion of El Yonavi. How in the world can a Rebbe give over twice of what he has to a Talmud? That's a Shaykh. The Rebbe can only give over what he has. The answer is, you're right, in terms of Kalim. But in terms of R, that's experience. If the Neshama of the Talmud is Be'etzim, the Sharish of the Neshama of the Talmud is greater than the Sharish of the Neshama of the Rebbe, then even if that person is Rebbe in terms of Kalim, but once he has the proper Kalim that he needs, the light that he experiences is his light. And his light might be deeper than the Rebbe's. And so once you have, once you have a situation where the light of Tar is being highlighted, then the whole system of hierarchy falls to the wayside. It's completely irrelevant. You still need a hierarchy, but that's only the chaymer, the keli, the chitzainis of Tyre. In terms of the pneus, the light of Tyre, then fundamentally there's no system of hierarchy. So when we, and that's exactly how this, this halach is being, is, is being formulated, is that under normal circumstances where the light of Tyre is not mamish apparent, and all you see and all that's experienced on the outside is the material of Tyre, okay, then there's a hierarchy. And then when that hierarchy has to be maintained, even if it's be'etzim, a nice thing that the Rebbe is doing and he's doing the Kavit Shabbos, but be'etzim, in order for him to be a Rebbe, to his Talmidim, their hierarchy has to be maintained. But when there's Gilishchina, there's Gilishchina, then, then, then fundamentally there's no, the, the, then, then the light of Torah is being manifest. When the light of Torah is being manifest, then the whole structure of hierarchy is completely irrelevant in terms of the, the, the light of Torah. And that's exactly how the halacha is displayed. And this is all rooted, just to end off, this is all rooted in Maishar Maishar Beinu, you know, is Maishar Beinu. He's the teacher of Tyre. And all material that we have, all the kalim that we have, are just pieces of pieces of pieces going back to the kalim of Maishar Beinu. But in terms of the light of Tyre, the light of Tyre, every year has their light. Every year has their light. And we see this with Maishar Beinu, for example, later on when when uh, El Darumeda, for example, were uh, having their own prophecy. And their prophecy was what? It was Moshe Meis, Yeshua Machnes. That, that Yeshua is going to reach Madragas, Verit Yisro, that Moshe Rabbeinu is not going to reach. And Yeshua Benun says to Moshe, Adonai Moshe Klein, such a thing you can't do. We can't allow these people to say such things. In other words, the Rebbe has to be the Rebbe, you can't. So what does Moshe Rabbeinu respond? Uh, that every yid should be another. In other words, what Moshe Ben is saying is that my fundamental purpose is yes to give everyone the kalim that they need, but ultimately the light that 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 is the defining factor of Tyra, that's their own light. And it's true, like you mentioned, it does travel through neshamas, but as the light that's predestined for this particular Talmud travels through Nishmas Moshe, it's not it's not Moshe's. It travels through him to eventually get to that person. That's Elder Nemedim. And Olavai, everyone should be enough. And this is the Nakud of, what, uh, of, of how Tyra works. The Kli of Tyra and the Light of Tyra. And that's ultimately this halacha that we're, that we're seeing uh, expressed in this idea. So hierarchy is necessary, but fundamentally, fundamentally the concept of hierarchy in such a degree that the Rebbe has, that the Talmud does not have, that's only true in Chitzayin. It's from the Light of Tyra. Fundamentally, it's not like that. Okay, no. Shall we say to the Kamar Bain for the people who need to be Kamar Bain too? Tamidin for the people who need to be Tamidin too. And, uh, but also remember, and to get to that place of Kulam Yedu Aisi, of the Rabbanisham being Shavu Mashav Katam Agadam Anikan, Shakol Khan, and everything's equal. And that's exactly what Avnav was saying, right? When you place Yoyim Yizais, you see Shavu Bainai, you guys call it Sadiq Mirzmin Omni. Amen.